Hi, I'm Jennifer Webb, and welcome to my podcast, The Science and Magic of Attitude. Today, I'd like to talk about smart strategies to stop thinking small. May I humbly suggest we all stop thinking small? It's killing us. Well, at least it's making us miserable and grumpy and unhappy. And all of these feelings are completely counterproductive to our health, our business success, and our well-being. What I mean by thinking small is that all of us are angry to some degree right now. Angry at our politicians, angry that corona hasn't been contained, angry that financially our worlds have been turned upside down, angry that our lives have been disrupted, and angry that we're so frustrated and we can't do anything about it. Actually, we can. Aside from having conversations with friends, with neighbors distanced, of course, and family, we can change what we're saying to ourselves and begin to take action to heal how we're thinking and what we're saying. And why should we? Because the angrier we get, the more we continue down that small thinking rabbit hole. I can't change how you feel and think about something by telling you you're wrong. And you can't do the same with me. That is assuming we don't agree on things right now. The more narrow our vision and the more righteous we become, the less we do and the more microscopic we start to think. Why not decide there might be another way? I'm not saying your way of thinking is wrong at all, but if we aren't getting the results we want, and say those results are to feel better, get more business, just see some results in some part of our lives that seems to be put on hold, then perhaps an alternative way of thinking is worth a shot, worth a try at least. So I would like to suggest five ways to start thinking bigger. Okay, first way. Replace much or all of the news you're watching with positive content instead. Before you say you must be informed, may I remind you, if you can't do anything about it, then why become saturated with negativity from the time you wake up? If the news told you which way to drive to avoid an accident, it's worth watching. If it tells you how much worse life is today than yesterday, it's not doing you one bit of good except pumping more cortisol, the stress chemical, into your body and making it more difficult for you to think creatively, be the best version of yourself today, and actually think critically and objectively. Come on, you wouldn't knowingly fill your body with poisonous chemicals. But allowing yourself endless exposure to news on what isn't working in the world is doing just that. This is not a strategy, excuse me, a strategy of putting your head in the sand to avoid reality. It's putting your head above the clouds, so to speak, to focus on something that will allow you to feel better and take action rather than stewing about facts you can't change. Idea two, stop speaking out about what's wrong and what you don't like. Focus on what you do like about the day. Your attitude will either set you free or keep you as unhappy as you choose to be. Mother Teresa said once that she would never fight against something. Instead, she would focus on what she could be for. And there's a really big difference there. Misery is optional and joy is the catalyst for change. Our thoughts, actions, and feelings work together to produce our experiences. If we want a different experience, a different feeling, then we need to change how we look at things. Try this. Think of a time you felt absolutely joyous about something. A vacation, an afternoon with no stress, a movie you laughed all the way through. Now, really pay attention to how you're feeling and let that feeling permeate, sink in, go all through you. See yourself 
when you are experiencing that feeling and make it bigger and brighter the size of a movie screen. Now add color and sound and even smells if you can, okay? Now imagine you have a remote control in your hand and you're pushing up the volume and brightness with one finger, both at the same time. Enjoy how it feels to feel this great. Okay, now stop and go back to when you felt blah or angry and see that image of you getting smaller and smaller and turn it into black and white and make it transparent. When you continue to focus on the larger, brighter image, you'll start to feel better. This is an example of a strategy designed to change how you're feeling in the moment. The point is, when you begin to feel yourself starting to tighten up and think small, allow your incredible mind to offer you another alternative. In very small increments, we change how we look at something and our behaviors and our outcomes change. Idea three, take some kind of action. The smallest movement on a continuous basis will yield results. Will Rogers said, even if you're on the right track, you're going to get run over if you just sit there. And sitting there is another term for being stuck, giving up, not moving forward. Create five new and different strategies to move your project forward. And don't be afraid to go over the top in your ideas. When you add your right brain creativity into the mix, you end up with new insights that can be channeled toward the results you're looking for. Remember, we're habitual thinkers, and more than 90% of our thinking comes from our subconscious. Unless we pay attention to how we're thinking, our best intentions will not move us forward. Right now, we need to be creative. As an example, you might consider becoming part of a mastermind group to get insights from others. By the way, I have a great version of that starting in August. Or hiring a part-time employee to free up some of your time, or get a coach, or take off half a day to go fishing. Einstein said imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Now, that's a hard quote to take at face value because we all know the value of knowledge. But we need imagination to propel us past information onto discovery. And we need imagination now to help us see what a positive future will begin to look like. Another way to take action is to imagine the top five people, living or dead, you'd like to be in your think tank. People who you admire, whose brains you would love to pick each day. Now imagine they were on your advisory board and you were asking their advice. What amazing insights would they offer right now on thinking big and changing tactics to feel better and be more productive during what we certainly can define as a challenging time? By the way, if you're interested, ask me and I'll tell you the five amazing people I have on my committee. Four, create something fun today. When we can find an element of fun in what we're doing, it increases creativity and enables us to be more resourceful and effective in strategizing our goals. It sure does help with stress as well. Many top executives emphasize fun, including Tony Shea, the CEO of Zappos, who spells out the importance of an upbeat attitude in his best-selling book, Delivering Happiness. Thoughts create chemical reactions in our body. And as we pay attention to what we're thinking, the better we feel, the better we think, create, and solve problems. Create mandatory fun breaks each day, even if you can't leave the house. Whether it's to exercise, take a 30-minute lunch break outside, or something entirely different that brings out the kid in you. These are investments in a better life, and they enable you to be more productive. Five, act optimistically, even if you aren't feeling particularly hopeful. 
According to research, if you act like the future can be positive, you're apt to start thinking that way, and then you're more willing to put in time and energy to make that come about. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, author of The Power of Positive Thinking, said there would be times he would be wallowing in self-pity, and he would have to get out and talk about positive thinking. Well, he would act as if he felt positive and inspired and upbeat, and he explained that once he was finished speaking, he actually felt, most of the time, like he had only pretended to feel earlier. And in order to do that, it's also imperative to pay attention to when you start to think small again, when you start to feel pessimistic and change what you're saying to yourself. Charles Duhigg, author of The Power of Habit, said it's important to identify the routine of a habit. MIT researchers discovered a simple neurological loop at the core of every habit, a loop that consists of three parts, a cue, a routine, and a reward. So when we pay attention to what triggers our negative thinking, what we do once it's set in motion and what the reward might be, then we can start to create change. Life may not change for a while, but it will ultimately change. We'll look back on 2020 and how we chose to handle the crisis. We can continue to think small and stay focused on all that's not working, or choose an alternative strategy that enables us to experience joy and hope and possibility even now. As always, we get to choose. Thank you for listening. If you like this, please follow, please share it with others, and go to my website, magiccom.com, to hear more podcasts, read my blogs, and see what I have to offer. Until next time, I challenge you to remember we have the power to choose how we think, regardless of what's happening around us. Stay safe and healthy.